Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Voices in Recovery is produced by Freedom's Path Recovery Society, a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation to Freedom's Path Recovery Society. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing their services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality and sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices in Recovery or Freedom's Path or any other organization. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chinooki. We acknowledge the Satina, Hura Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. <laughs> Interesting things happen. <laughs> For a year or two, yeah. God, it's, it's, it's yeah. I, if I can remember my life. Yeah, it's my birthday on Monday. I'm Is it? 50. Shut up. Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah. That means that we've known each other. Uh, grade five, I think, was when Greg so, came. So Greg was ten. So forty years almost. Oh my God! Your your family for yeah. like forty years. That's wild, man. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, yeah. And I, I was telling I was telling Darcy, I'm like, hopefully he's got some good stories about Greg that I don't know. Come here, come on, down, down. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys left. Mm. Um, grade seven? Was it, was it? Yeah, great. was he in grade seven? Because I was nine, so I was going into like grade four or five or something like that. Yeah. So Greg would have been in so a like, few years ahead. Yeah, seven, yeah. maybe eight. Yeah. You guys took off. Down to Sacramento. And then I didn't see Greg until he came back. When I think when I was 16, mm-hmm. he got me into smoking. Greg oh, did. Oh, did he? We went to oh, we went master. to the Fox and Furkin. When you were 16. When we were 16, <laughs> and and we were we were served, and we. Of course you were. It was the Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anybody could serve there, and uh, and he was smoking, and I had never smoked before. And that sob got me into, got me into smoking. Did he get you into other shit too? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that was him too. We eh? we did we we did a whole bunch of stuff together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was he had come back, and I can't even remember why he came back. Probably to do drugs. Or, or just just <laughs> hang out. Like I don't even remember because I'm it wouldn't kidding. have been it wouldn't have been before basic because he would have still been in in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So it may have been the summer, the summer before he graduated, mm-hmm. or, and then and then went into basic and went into the army, and then I didn't see him again until he came up to Whistler. Oh, geez, that's that was a long time. So that would have been, that would have been another six years because I think mm-hmm. he came up in in 94 95 yeah. and that's when he met Sue and 
Was he in Germany at the time? Yeah, he would have been, I think. Because he brought over, I can't even remember her name. It wasn't Nicole. No, Imka. Imka. <laughs> I liked Imka. She was a sweetheart. She she had a wild edge to her. Didn't she? Oh man. She, but you're right. She was absolutely awesome. When I when I, I have to look at her compared to Nicole, right? So yeah, and so Imka's a sweetheart, like an angel. You know what? And and when I had first met Nicole, she was she was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like she was, and I remember talking to Greg over in Germany and, and him saying, you know, he works with Nicole's uncle or mm. uh, father or... Somebody. Somebody, yeah. there was a connection there. And and um, that they got along really well. And then I remember, I remember Nicole coming over and she was shy. She seemed shy. Mm-hmm. Um... But she seemed really nice. She seemed really, really sort of at ease. And mm-hmm. she, and, she and Greg were, and then, I guess the years just kicked her off the rails. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. She was, uh, yeah. She turned out to be something special. She was a special. She's a special one. I say was as though she's not here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, she's not in in my life anymore i don't yeah. think she's in greg's life anymore i don't not in ours at all no either. so yeah i mean there's a there's an utter disconnect there mm-hmm. and with josh and, and yeah. i don't know if if greg's talking to josh at all or i'm not even you know what i'm not even sure like we i was uh i, I was last time i talked to him i might have might have been at his birthday i sent him a birthday message and that was it yeah yeah because yeah. the the last time i ever saw him was was that whole wedding fiasco um, and I missed a big chunk of that. Well, it was it was all it all sort of revolved around excluding joy from mm. everything. And, yeah, that's what I got the impression of. And and like I remember, we we went to the ceremony and and sort of hung out and everything was great. Hey, no, it's okay, sweetie. No, hey, all right, Dad, Dad, you stay. And if for everyone out there listening, that's Rebel in the background. Yep. All the way down. All the way. Rebel's a dog. Rebel's a dog. All the way down. That wasn't my stomach growling. That was a dog. (laughs) That was the dog growling. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So he was just growling at me. I'm the one person in the room he's growling at. The the two beardy people who are are here and she's scared of beards. It's it's awesome. That's that's pretty awesome. Getting over phobias. That's quite a thing for a dog, right? Like to be in a room with two... Oh, absolutely. Like, I can't even imagine. Well, and she's, she's I doing mean, well. she's only, she just turned two. Yeah. October 18th, she turned two. So she's, she's super young. Yeah. Um, so when we were training um, in July, she was, she was one and three quarters. Yeah. So she, she's had a lot of growing up to do in a very short period of time. Mm. So she... There's some socialization issues that we're trying to get over. There's some, yeah. you know. So tell tell me how how she came to be, what you do? Because like she's a is that your full time job? Yeah, your company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the so the company's name is Assured Canine. Okay, A S S U R E D Assured Canine. Um, and as you know, I mean, I worked at the university for for mm-hmm. almost fourteen years. Yeah. Um, 
and in those 14 years, um, I, I learned a lot about bed bugs and the issues that, that come with bed bugs and, and how prevalent they are mm-hmm. actually in, you know, they, 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 they always have this bad stigma to them that, that they, they occur in um, lower income environments and mm-hmm. they, they occur in um, third world countries and, mm-hmm. and that sort of, and it's utterly untrue. Yeah. They don't really care at all about income. They don't mm-hmm. really care at all about um, lifestyle, they yeah. just feed. They're, they they haven't evolved in millions of years mm-hmm. because they haven't had to. Yeah. So, so long story short, we through the years at the university, almost every year, all, all the almost all the time, we would run into issues with bed bugs, mm-hmm. and it was like all in the residence in the residence yeah. complexes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was always a, a visual inspection. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we'd find them, sometimes we wouldn't. But we got to the point where we'd just take all of the furniture yeah. and throw it away. Yeah. And then we'd have to get all the new furniture in. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can only spray so many times. Yeah. And they can actually start to uh, become resistant to the spray that's Jeez. being used. Like cockroaches. Uh, it's very similar yeah. to, to, to cockroaches. So... In 2013, when the Calgary floods happened, mm-hmm. and um, the shelters down in downtown got affected, yeah. we were the drop point for all of those who were displaced mm-hmm. from downtown and had nowhere oh, okay. else to go. Yeah. Um, so at the end of that, that was in June. So in July, we shut everything down. And we decided to get a dog to come in. Well, mm-hmm. the dog came in from Vancouver because there was no accessibility to a dog uh, in Calgary or Edmonton. Really? At the time. Yeah. So we flew one in from um, from Vancouver. And this dog was spectacular. It was really cool to watch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just like watching her now. Um, these guys, well-trained dogs, are about 90 to 95% accurate on detecting really? a bed bug. If you and I went in, a trained professional went in and inspected, um, it's about a 30%. You know, if somebody's really good at what mm. they do and takes the time to do a full inspection, you're up to 35%, maybe 40% accurate. These guys can, your standard... Um, dorm type residence, she could be through in five minutes mm. uh, with about a 90, 95% accuracy. Hotel oh, rooms, yeah. you know, five minutes. Good job, Rebel. So, Good girl. So she's, she's, she's really, it's, it's really cool to watch her work and, and see her personality completely yeah. change from how you guys met her mm-hmm. um, to when she's working. Yeah. Um, the confidence that she has in what she does and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So getting back to it, we, when, um, so the university a couple of years ago, I, I'd been thinking about getting a dog and getting a dog and mm-hmm. thinking about getting into um, this type of business for probably a good six years. Okay. Um, but it's comfort, 
right? You're, yeah. you're in a job that has a pension, that has full coverage, that has mm-hmm. this, that has that, and a paycheck every two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to say maybe we'll hold off and maybe we'll hold yeah. off. And university sort of, sort of forced my hand when they eliminated my position. Mm. And at that point, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to get a payout. I'm going to get all of that stuff. Why don't I just dive in and start a new mm-hmm. business? And so um, did a little bit of homework, did a lot of homework on where the best dogs are, where they come out of, what kind of dogs they are, mm-hmm. um, if they're force bred, if they're you know overbred, that sort of thing. And um, came across this place down in Hesperia, California. Um, Hesperia? Yeah. Where's that? Just... It's just east, about an hour east of um, L.A., up in that's the high I've, high desert. That's why I've heard of it. It's yeah. Out near Palm Springs towards that area? No. Or the other way? No. Um, sort of sort of almost due east as okay. opposed to... As opposed to you're, you go south and east to go to Palm Springs. Yeah. You almost go dead east. Straight to, east, okay. Yeah, up by... Um, I mean, the Apple Valley fires that have been going uh, on right now. Yes. It's just on the other side of that, of, of that mountain range. Actually, I saw, it was, it was pretty wild, and I've got a picture of it, but I saw when we were training that Apple, fire, Apple Valley fire start. We saw in the morning, we saw this plume of smoke coming up yeah. in the mountains, and by midday, it was... It was really? Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Oh, my goodness. So, so anyway, so I... I found this place down in Hesperia, and um, they get rescues, um, and they train them and get them going, and here we are. So, so what about her breed makes her particularly special for that? So she's a now. She's got yellow lab in her, mm-hmm. but we also think, and we haven't had a test done or anything mm-hmm. like that, but, but we think that she's got whippet in her because she's got a, a, a whippet body to her, and you can see it as soon as totally. she's... Yeah, right? And she runs like the wind. Um, <laughs> so those, that combination of, of dog... Um, they're scent-driven dogs. Mm. Labs are scent-driven dogs for hunting and, and yeah. okay. you know, gathering um, fowl or, or mm. anything like that as a hunting dog. And a whippet's also um, a scent dog. What's a whippet? A whippet's like a small greyhound. Oh, okay. You know those really tiny yeah. greyhounds? Yeah. Um, probably, yeah. yeah. So it's a... I don't know if it's a type of yeah. greyhound, but it's it's a small version of a of a greyhound. Okay, um, and and they're they're very agile, mm-hmm. uh, very intelligent, along with a lab that's very intelligent. Yeah, um, and the lab side of her. Um, has a desire to please, mm-hmm. like really wants to make sure that she's doing everything she can to be able to succeed, yeah. um, to help the to help the owner. So, um, so yeah. So she she and I, I had a couple of dogs that I was working with. One was a um, a chocolate, mm-hmm. and then one she was another one. And uh, she and I just sort of clicked. Mm-hmm. We worked really well together. 
um, she's an absolute sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Like she's just a, a really, um, a really soft dog and, mm-hmm. a, and a real, really smart. Um, we, we train every day. We train two or three times a day. Oh, okay. Uh, every day just to keep her in scent and that sort of thing. So if yeah. we're not working, she's still got that high drive, mm-hmm. but, um, we, we, we set what we call hides, which are vials full of bugs, mm-hmm. live bugs. Um, they can't get out, of course. Yeah. There's a screen on top. Yeah. But so, and we'll set them in different locations, um, and then they've got to sit and and cook for about twenty minutes, which means that their scent can start to overwhelm the okay. area, so they can yeah. find what they're looking for. It's all sort of the science of of the the odor and how it works, which is also really cool. But um, in that 20 minutes that we'll let it sit, if I leave the room, she'll start to inspect the room before. She does a little recon mission oh, does to, to, to try to find out because uh, her reward and, and the way that she's rewarded for what she does is she gets fed. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't get fed out of a bowl. She doesn't get fed out of um, anything like that. She gets fed when she finds. Yeah. So it's another reason why we, we do all our training. Yeah. But um she's got to be she's got to be fed so she's got to find so mm-hmm. she does anything she can to do so yeah so wow smart girl yeah she's she's pretty darn good at it we've we've tried to get pretty pretty crazy with mm-hmm. it i i've i've put them in gloves i've put them in jackets i've put them in the bottom of of couches um under shoes carpets you name it mm-hmm. anywhere where you're where you're basically going to see a bug yeah um and then just just let her go and <sighs> and see what uh see what she can do and see what she can find it's amazing so you're you mentioned a bit about the the scent and the science behind that tell us about that well I'm so super interested in that yeah so the the bugs set off a, a certain pheromone. Mm. Um, oh, okay. And, <clears throat> and a, a, a collection of bugs in, I, I say in the wild, so a collection of bugs that would be um, independent, mm-hmm. living in a mattress, living in a couch, that sort of thing, will, yeah. will, they'll set off a really strong odor because mm. they're, um, they're, they're survivors. They're the, the, the dominant bug. Yeah. So what happens with the odor is if you, if you can imagine um, dry ice mm-hmm. in, a, in a container. So you put that, that container and that dry ice down and, and it'll start to come over the top and then it'll flow down mm-hmm. and it'll start to sort of move and creep and, and crawl around. And that's the smell that, that oh, that's what happens with I the odor um, is that it'll move around and it'll start to sort of pick up in, in, uh, fabrics and in, in that sort of thing. Um, so she's trained to find that live smell, Mm -hmm. whether it's in a nest, whether it's a, she found an, uh, an individual bug in a, um, like a rolling cabinet in one of the places that we were working, just a, just a single bug, which was spectacular. Uh, so she can pick up a single bug all the way up to a, a full infestation. Yeah. Um, Unreal. Man. Yeah. It's. I'm trying to wrap my head around being able to smell one bug. Yeah. They're, they're so small. Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah. They're wow. about the size of an apple. Seed. Yeah. 
Um, That's crazy. So she's uh, she's re- if you think of that that so that that rolling cabinet. I don't know how long that bug might have been in there, mm. but. But again, if you go back to the to the idea of the scent mm-hmm. and the, the scent sort of pools and collects, well, if that bug's been in there for about a week yeah. or a couple of weeks, that scent is going to start to fill up that, Pretty that strong. space, yeah. right? And then she can hit on that, on mm. that scent and then she'll, it, it, she can almost follow that little stream of scent to, to where the bug is. Wow. So, yeah, because I was thinking as the bug walks to the thing, it leaves a scent too, right? It, sure, moving, so. yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah. So, wow. so she's trained on she's trained on on live and eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not she doesn't hit on anything that's dead. Really, um, she won't hit on anything that's they they basically shed their mm-hmm. skin or their shell as they grow from nymphs. So. Um, she can smell all those mm-hmm. stages before, before the bug dies. Wow. So I wish I would have had her a few years ago. Hey, like when we were going to pick up mattresses for the shelter. Totally. Right? Well, and and they there's like I've I've done a couple of jobs up in Edmonton, and I've worked with a couple of groups up in Edmonton. Um, and and one was a shut a shelter that yeah. does quarterlies. Okay. They do quarterly inspections of their areas yeah. um, for that specific yeah. reason. Um, it, it's with with secondhand furniture and with mm. with secondhand mattresses and that sort of thing. Yeah. Your your exposure, your potential exposure, will uh, mm-hmm. it's exponential. Yeah. Um, to to new stuff. So um, we've done a couple of places in Edmonton that. Uh, uh, do quarterly inspections just yeah. for that that very reason. That's a great idea, though. Like, I mean, the shelters down here would be better off doing it as well. Oh, I couldn't like, agree with you more. Right? I like, couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And and it's funny. The U.S. right now is about ten years ahead of Canada in understanding the benefits mm-hmm. of a bed bug dog, yeah. um, and what they can do and what they can offer and and. It really, what they can save, mm-hmm. um, whomever they're working for. I know universities, mm-hmm. a lot of them down there own their own dogs. Yeah. Um, uh, government buildings. Yeah. Um, so on and so forth. Anyway. So you say, um, you say what they can save. So how, how would you determine or what would you do if you were to, say, catch the before it's an infestation? Like, are there periods where you can catch... Oh, absolutely. And then, like, obviously that would decrease the cost of fixing it if well, you catch it early. A hundred percent. So, so money, money saving, um, if you're doing, if you're doing quarterly inspections, you're exactly mm-hmm. right. You, if, if there are two or three bugs that you can find, there are new treatments that are, they're not really new treatments, but new ideas coming out that, um, heat treatments over chemical treatments. Mm-hmm which are awesome. Essentially what the companies do is they now go in with their own heat equipment and superheat okay. the area that, that they're concerned with. Uh, the thing is, is that you've got to heat, you, can, you can't just heat the air around the room. You've yeah. got to heat the inside of the, of the couch, of yeah. the couch and, and, and the inside of, of, 
um, the mattress and, mm. and that sort of thing to make sure that you're, so it's about a six or an eight hour process to really superheat yeah. an area and that's killing a lot of the bugs. So if, if you can get uh, and identify A, mm. the size of the infestation and B, exactly where they are and start to pinpoint the exact location mm. where they are, which the dog can do, it becomes a cheaper endeavor mm -hmm. to then introduce. So you've got a mattress, you've got a couch, and you've got a chair mm -hmm. that's that's hit on and nothing else. You can gain those all together, superheat them, put them back into into circulation, yeah. and you're fine. So you're not replacing it. You're actually just a hundred percent. You're you're not replacing it anymore. Mm -hmm. You're not having to. Um, throw away your furniture, you're not mm -hmm. having to do that sort of thing, um, which saves you money, but it also saves the opportunity of reintroducing them if you're mm -hmm. getting secondhand furniture from somewhere else. Yeah. Because uh, you never know. And, no, and, you don't. Yeah. Um, bed bug bites are very similar to mosquito bites in the fact that people react very differently. Mm -hmm. Some will get mosquito bites and it doesn't bug them at all. Yeah. Others get mosquito bites and they welt up like crazy. Mm -hmm. um, bed bugs are the same. Somebody can have bed bugs and it doesn't bug them. The, oh. the bugs will feed on them and, and they hardly even know what's happening. Yeah. Um, and then somebody else is introduced into that, into that environment and they get welts. And, they get welts and, yeah. and they're super itchy and, and that sort of mm -hmm. thing. So, um, Oh, I just remembered like, as we, oh, I just got like a chill from when I was at the shelter. We went to pick up some beds and we just about started lifting them. And I was like, wait a second, man, there's, I can see the bugs. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and there was 12 mattresses that would have been into the shelter. But we, even though we just touched them, I remember thinking we then raced to put all our clothes in the hot, in the heat to, yeah. get, to try to kill it if it wasn't anything, right? Like, yeah. And I, it, I still get chills thinking about it. Yeah, thinking about all the bugs in there because they were they were infested. It's and and we we've been to a couple of places where so the the way that that Rebel and I work, um, I'll go in for a pre inspection. So I'll go in and I'll have a look at what's mm -hmm. going on. Um, make sure a that it's safe. Uh, for her to mm -hmm. enter, so there are no chemicals. There's there's nothing that she can get into. There are no drugs or anything mm -hmm. around. Any anything like that. Um, but as well, I'll go in and and a little questionnaire. You know, mm -hmm. have you had anything? Are there any issues? Mm -hmm. Have you noticed any problems? That sort of thing. Um, and then I'll do a visual. Just mm -hmm. do a quick visual to see sort of what's going on, and then I'll introduce her. To the environment yeah. to to see if she sees anything. If I see anything, I won't even bring her in because mm -hmm. there's no point. Yeah. yeah, you've got a problem. Um, mm -hmm. I can bring her in. the The biggest thing is is if you wear like a t-shirt or pajama bottoms to bed, and you get up and you go sit in the couch. Well, have you introduced them from the bed to the couch? Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, rebel, rebel, down. <laughs> Oh, come here. Rebel, come. Take a break. Come here. Way to wake her up, Darcy. No. 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 All the way down. All the way down. No. 
He must have startled her. I think so, yeah. from a dead sleep. I think she was out, yeah. Yeah. Poor girl. Hey, you're fine. Stop it. You're okay. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Point made. Hey. <laughs> She's yeah. like, all right, I still don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, sorry, where were, where were we? Um, oh, you were talking, talking about working. Well, you were just talking about, yeah, if you see stuff, you you don't need to bring her in. Like, and then you ask some questions about like... Right, right. So, um, the other thing that, that I've got to make sure of is she has to have her full attention on what she's doing when mm-hmm. she goes in. So, um, no pets. Yeah. Um, the, the, the crazy thing is, is like in the summer, windows can't be open. Mm-hmm. Um, because what happens is again, going back to the scent, mm-hmm. as soon as the windows open or a fans on, uh, or the furnace is on or the AC's on, as soon as that air starts to move around mm-hmm. and circulate, it circulates the odor yeah. and it starts to dilute the odor, um, almost to the point where, uh, it's tough for her to trace. Mm-hmm. So she can get into scent. Yeah, and knows that it's around, but she can't, she can't circle it around. Mm, can't pinpoint it to where it exactly yeah. is. So, yeah. the way that the the way that I was taught with her is, um, she's the pilot. Mm-hmm. I'm the co-pilot. Okay. So she's the one deciding sort of where to go and how to get there. Mm. I'm doing the safety checks. I'm making sure that she's staying on task. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's um, uh, confirming when she hits on a scent. Her final response is that she's supposed to sit and then look at me. Mm-hmm. I ask her to, to confirm. She points at exactly where it was. Then I have to find it. She gets super excited when yeah. I get my nose in there too because yeah. then we're working together, aren't mm-hmm. we? Yeah, you and I. Um, at finding exactly what's going on. Yeah. And, and um, so that's sort of how we work as a team. I, I try to let her sort of go her own way, mm-hmm. go her own direction, um, and work on like a perimeter and then middle type scenario where yeah. I, keep her, I keep her sort of focused on where she's going. Mm-hmm. But any sort of distraction that, that she can um, um, get knocked off her game is... Yeah. So, so it's got to be really a, a, a pretty controlled environment when we're. But you'd have to, right? Yeah. Just, I mean, just for the simple smell. Yeah. You have to keep control of it. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's yeah, sweetie. It's absolutely incredible, the amount of energy it takes for these dogs and their and their noses. Mm-hmm. So we work on a twenty on twenty off. Um, system. So we work for 20 minutes and mm-hmm. then I give her a 20 minute break yeah. where I'll put her back in the crate. I'll let her sleep um, or rest. Or if it's a nice day, I'll let her just lay down in the grass or something mm-hmm. like that and just sort of regain some of that energy. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, she's just whacked. She's yeah. absolutely done. I bet. Um, I mean, she's using all her brain, like her whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and not only that, but but the the way that she sniffs and, and brings that smell mm. up into her, into her nose. Like if, if you think about walking around a room, sniffing as hard as you can, mm. I'd pass out because yeah. I'd hyperventilate. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually <laughs> but, we would. But 
you know, that's what she's doing. And she's mm -hmm. taking all of that information of what she's smelling and trying to discern what yeah. that odor is until she hits on, on what she's looking for. Wow. So she has her good days and she has her bad days. Yeah, she, she's, for sure. you know, she's just, she's a live animal. So mm -hmm. she can have some days where she's a complete strikeout. And then yeah. she has, she's more often than not, she's just a sniper. Mm -hmm. Like she'll go into a room and, and sniff around for five minutes and, and pinpoint exactly where that scent is mm -hmm. and go straight to it. Yeah. Um, she's pretty awesome. She's, that is awesome. She's pretty awesome. She's a she's a good dog. She's looking in the carpet for something now. Yeah, probably food. <laughs> hey, did you find something, sweetie? You got a cup before we came, didn't you? Yeah, you're still on guard for Darcy yeah. just in case he comes back and she's like, "Where's that guy? I don't want him coming." <laughs> so, so man, how like how busy are you? Like, because I would think that you would just never be able to stop working. Well, and and. Going back to the conversation that, that the U.S. is about 10 mm -hmm. years ahead of Canada right now, Edmonton is about five years ahead of Calgary in wow. understanding what the benefits of the dog are. Mm -hmm. So we've been doing a bit of work up in Edmonton. Um, we've been doing a bit of work down here. The majority of stuff we've been doing is up in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. Um, really excited about uh, a meeting we had two weeks ago. We're trying to finalize her being the main dog for a pest control company. Uh, <coughs> hey, rebel. Rebel, come. Rebel, come. Rebel, come. Rebel. Oh, my goodness. Come here. Oh, yeah, the hassle's on. Yeah, even the fur. Down. Down. No. <laughs> No. I just want everyone out there to realize the dog is barking no. at Darcy yes. and not at David for a change. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Damn. I got the biggest bark. Yep. No. no. She's happy. No. She was happy you came back. Yeah. She missed you. That's why the hair on the back on her back stood straight up. She missed you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're fine. And you, you said hi to him before. So cool your jets. Do you want to take a break? Take a break. Come here. Okay. Do you want to go say hi? No, you go say hi. I know. There you go. Best friends for life. There you go. I know. See, that's him. I know. Hey, that's actually how she pinpoints bed bugs. She is now. <laughs> she is now. She's now let us know. Darius, come here for a minute. I gotta. <laughs> that's hi, sweetie. That's why she was barking so hard because you, you have bed bugs in your butt. <laughs> yeah. Are you done? There you go. Friends forever now. There you go. Um, so we're we're steady. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, is getting the name out, Yeah, getting the name out, getting the exposure yeah. out, um, allowing people to know that, that it's available. Mm -hmm. Um, a, a lot of people that I talk to don't know or don't understand yeah. that it's a viable option. Um, a lot of people don't understand mm -hmm. that, that doing a yearly semi-annual quarterly inspections mm -hmm. Uh, is a real benefit. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't understand the process mm -hmm. of a dog coming, inspecting, and, and then leaving, and how 
it, it, it's it's not an invasive process, mm-hmm. um, especially a dog this size. Yeah, um, she comes in, she looks around, she leaves, and mm-hmm. and we're done. Um, so can she can she do the same? Hi, sweetie. Can she do the same stuff in a a, a house, say, with no furniture? Because yep. I, I would imagine there's still bugs in a house even if there's no furniture. Yeah, we did we did a um, we did an inspection of uh, 15 condos uh, at the end of it was the end of September end of August mm-hmm. um, that were all move outs. Yeah, um, so they were all empty, and we went in and just did a. Just did a once around. Mm-hmm. Uh, real estate agents would would benefit from. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I'm thinking. About. Property managers. Yeah. Would would benefit from, um, because you can advertise that you've gone through mm-hmm. and and made sure that it is bug free and yeah. everything's fine, um, and and uh, without any furniture, it's twice yeah. as fast. Yeah, because because we're only doing perimeters. Mm-hmm. Um, because as soon as as soon as a food source is, is removed from the the area, yeah. they're shy. Bed bugs are so oh, they'll okay. go hide. Yeah, they'll go hide under um, baseboards, under carpet, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing. So, and sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the the majority of of bugs will be found in a bed because they they don't really like the light very much. They like the dark. Yeah. The source of food is generally speaking in a bed at night, hence bed bugs. Um, and uh, so anywhere around the where the bed is, the majority of beds are up against a mm-hmm. wall, so they're going to go and hide underneath uh. as close to the the food sources they can be. Mm. Um, couches are usually up against a wall, yeah. so they'll they'll look there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, an empty an empty room, an empty suite, an empty condo is is great for her. Yeah. We can blast through those right away. Has has she found like many bugs in empty places? Like in empty places, we found um, there were a couple instances that we that we did yeah. find some. Um, we went through one that had been treated previously all the baseboards were off and that sort of thing you could you could definitely see mm-hmm. that it was a major infestation yeah. but they the majority were dead and she found um, live ones in the radiator oh okay so they didn't get them all yeah um, they got the majority of them but they didn't get them all yeah. and and this it was in a um, it was in a senior center and and the couple had actually been because of covid they'd mm-hmm. been trapped in southeast asia oh. um, they went traveling to thailand yeah. and couldn't get out yeah um so their place had been empty for okay. uh, well it since march and and we were in there in august mm. and uh she still found a couple of live ones yeah. that were in the radiator how, how, so how long can they live, the bed bugs live without food? And I imagine the food is comes off the people, like the skin and all that kind no, of stuff. No, the, the, their, their food source is blood alone. Oh, blood. Um, yeah, it's, they, don't, they don't feed on anything yeah. else other than, other than the blood of, of whatever they're feeding off the of. The blood of their enemies? The blood of their, <laughs> <laughs> the blood of their enemies. <laughs> hey, would you stop? <laughs>
<laughs> she just doesn't want you to leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just stay she's put over guarding there. right there. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to sit right in the middle of all of us. Well, Nobody's leaving. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe I do. Have <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so they're all blood. Yeah. So then, so so the the way that you the way that you can tell um, if you do have bed bugs is um, first of all bites, mm-hmm. evidence that you're that you're being fed off of, but they what happens a bed bug will gorge itself, mm-hmm. um, and and as it overfeeds. Uh, it'll start to um, poop out little droplets of blood, oh. uh, and and what'll show up on your on your um, on your blankets or your sheets or your your pillowcases is is little pinpoints black um, oh, yeah. stains. Yeah, and that's prime evidence of of so when i go in to pre-inspect mm-hmm. i'll pull back the the cover of the bed and i'll mm-hmm. look um for exactly that and yeah. and you can generally if you start to see that you can generally as they start getting um more prevalent those yeah. those spots Drops. um you can pretty much find a nest right away yeah. um so yeah so they they'll only they'll only uh feed off of blood yeah so they so how can long do they live? They can last I've heard anywhere from six to twelve months. They just go dormant. Okay, so they do go dormant. I was yeah. gonna ask that if they do that. So yeah. They go so, dormant and then they wake up again. Yeah, and and, and what Jesus, they that's do, like nightmare fuel. They, <laughs> they they wake up off of carbon dioxide. So so people spelling a breath yeah. then will like I mean, I've got I've got some here, and you can actually blow into into the vial, and they'll start to get they'll start to get a little squirrely. Really? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, know. dude, I gotta oh, see sure. this. Hi. Hey, oh, it's stop okay, it. sweetie. God, I'm you. staying right here, Rebel. I'm staying right here, sweet pea. So here, I'll um. There's a whole lot of beard in this in this room, though. There's a whole lot so, of beard. So if she's against beards, this is this is a bad place. I know. We're not gonna work right now. I know you think we are. So when we train, mm-hmm. so out in the wild, um, bed bugs are just, they're just where they are. Mm-hmm. But when we train, the, the vials have the scent of the glove on them. They have the scent of the box on them. They have the scent of the vial, the mm-hmm. scent of the, the uh, tape around the vial and that sort of yeah. thing. So when you're training, you've got to really make sure that... Um, you're doing false, false sense. So yeah. you put you put out a glove somewhere, or you rub down a whole bunch of furniture with yeah. a glove without having a a bug. So here, can I? Yeah, this I'm is not awesome. Gonna, I'm not going to blow up, am I? I don't think so. I think good. Okay. <laughs> not yet, anyway. <laughs> so so these are if you can look on the top there, you oh, can yeah. see the bugs on the top. Yeah, and if you. So if you blow on the, there's some bugs in there. Yeah, I know. That's what you, so you can see that they're starting to get crazy in there. Oh, and yeah. And start to move around. And get they're, so, here. so they're, they're, they're you know, moving sure. now. I get up, but then I'll get yelled at. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So there, there, there's one right there. Oh, wow. So he would have been dormant. Yeah. Um, just because he's been he's been yeah. sitting without any scent at so all. So they but, can go dormant like up to a year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Rebel, out of the way. Thanks, sweetheart. And Thank I'd you. heard that, but I wasn't 100% believing it. Like, it seemed kind of far-fetched, right? Yeah, no. They're, they're <laughs> crazy. Wild. They're crazy animals, man. They're insects, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know. That's, I know you recognize that smell, don't you? Yeah. So, so that's what we, what we train on. Dude, that was crazy. As soon as you blew in it, they started coming, like, alive. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, and you can see she's like, okay, well, yeah. I found it. Now where's you my did. food? <laughs> you should get a you should get a snack for that. I think, hey, eh? do you want a little bit? Come here. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Here, I'm gonna let Darcy give you a little bit. Oh. And God. then you're gonna be friends forever and ever. So just hold your hand like that, and yeah. she'll just. There you go. There you go. Oh yeah, it's just it's gross. She's just she's a little slobbery. <laughs> Good girl. You're a little slobbery, I know. Do you Good want, girl. Do you want some from Dave? Here. Oh, he's a good girl. Oh, we just all gotta grab a couple out of there. Sure. Hi, sweeties. Oh, y'all go. There girl. you go. Friends for life. Friends for yeah. We're all your hey. buddy now. There you go. Yeah. I'm gonna put this away now. Is that okay? I know. Yeah. I, She's as like, you can I don't see, approve. I starve her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So she doesn't get, like, she doesn't get treats. She doesn't get yeah. anything oh. like that. She just, kibble's the best thing in the world. Yeah. Um, it's a high energy kibble that, that mm. and that's all she eats. Yeah. That's all she's allowed to eat. So. Um, Who's a good girl? So yeah, so bugs can bugs can go, they can go quiet for for a long mm. period of time, um, and that's one of the one of the really big problems with them. Yeah. And again, going back to secondhand furniture, going mm-hmm. back to secondhand mattresses, that sort of thing is they can sit, they can sit and wait, mm-hmm. you know, for a long period of time, yeah, before they have to feed again. Wow. That's you know? far out, man. So, like, I don't feed mine. I mm-hmm. I order my hides um, from actually somebody out in Vancouver. Um, and they don't feed for the entirety of, of me using them. I use them for about yeah. three or four months. Wow. Um, and then I, um, I put them in the microwave and throw them away. Yeah. Um, but, so, three months of live bugs without feeding, and they're still... Kicking. hugely active yeah. like they're they're at this point there will be nymphs mm-hmm. in in those vials um that that uh have hatched and yeah. and they're running around usually what will happen is the is the little ones and the young ones will eat the old ones yeah to to stay alive and that's sort of a bit of a cycle that they'll yeah. go through um and so see food yeah the the ultimate motivator food does it eh? <laughs> and food works for just about every animal yeah it totally. works for people yeah, like totally yeah. birds yeah birds <laughs> okay so seriously what happened with the birds i can't remember dude i was so young but so i, I laugh every time because i vaguely remember your and, dog killing and some your birds. and your mom i love her dearly but 
uh, when the when they had their 50th anniversary and yeah. she brought it up. <laughs> I just got no defense. Yeah, I'm not, no defense. So what, so what happened? Yeah. So um, back to when when you guys left for California mm-hmm. and George, um, you guys weren't going to take George. And yeah. uh, so the conversation was, we'll take George. And uh, when you guys come back to, to Canada and back to Calgary, you're going to have George back. And yeah. George was this little parakeet, green and blue and just awesome. <laughs> An absolutely awesome bird. Ton of uh, um, character, mm-hmm. um, ton of personality for a bird that you didn't think would. Yeah. And, and so George was awesome. And uh, I, I'm sure if your brother listens to this, he'd be laughing this whole time. <laughs> hey, both your brothers. Yeah. Nate tends to love bringing it up too. Um, but uh, but Nate's more like me. We don't quite remember it. You just like punching. Yeah, we just like punching. <laughs> <laughs> so so we had George for probably to, hey stop it <laughs> two or three years. Yeah. Um, and my parents went out of town and, and left us with a babysitter and the babysitter had a beagle. And I mean, I'll never forget it. We were, we were sitting at lunch and hanging out and, or at dinner. Um, and I let George out and George came flying over and flew onto my shoulder and dinner was over and I didn't even see this little shit dog. <laughs> and um, George went to fly away and the dog jumped up one bite. Grab one bite, and uh, and th- there goes George. No more George. George. I was <laughs> I was devastated. Well, how old would I, you have been then? You must have been like what, eleven or twelve, maybe? Probably. Yeah, like twelve or thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. sort of around there. Yeah. Um, that would have been heavy. I, it was, <laughs> and and I mean, I felt I felt so bad because I knew how. Greg and how you well how all you guys mm. felt about that damn bird and and I knew it was my responsibility <laughs> my responsibility to give you that bird back <laughs> and so when my parents came back we we went through a whole bunch of scenarios so do we just get another bird and and try to make this bird like George and you know and at, at the end of the day it was just this isn't going to work yeah. we got another bird yeah. bird was a complete shithead like was just like the, the most ornery ass of a bird that you could ever get like yeah. the total evil opposite of, of George, of George. And uh, so that wasn't going to work. So, oh my God, that's funny, dude. So, so yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was the story of George. Yeah. And and your family's never let me live it down. <laughs> to to what, when was the fiftieth anniversary? Like two years ago, year a and couple a half years ago. ago yeah, yeah. I, so it's still going on. Yeah, I'm. It's still happening. It's still going on. I'm sorry, Lurie's. I'm sorry. I t- I don't know what else I, to dude, say. I think we forgive you. That's why we we can punch at you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's uh, it it's a story that I sure like rehashing all the time with you guys. <laughs> I'm sure you it's, do. It's really good. <laughs> There's nothing like re-traumatizing. Yeah, someone no, it's really good. Over it and over. Me, again. Yeah, makes me feel really good. So how how is she with with fam? She's she's good. She. Yeah. Um, she gets a little freaked out with Aiden. 
mm-hmm. um, which I think again goes back to um, the thought that she was abused mm-hmm. b- before she got into um, before she got into the program down in yeah. Hesperia, because again she was a shelter dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so every now and then she'll she'll have problems with with Aiden, mm-hmm. uh, who's now fifteen. I was gonna uh, say, dude, like he must be almost 16 he's he's starting his driving lessons oh, uh next week oh. on tuesday oh my god and he's 16 december 7th so happy early birthday but uh wow. yeah so so that means you uh, are 50 yeah i know <laughs> holy shit so I what, know. Is, what does that feel like, man? What does fifty feel like? I don't. What's it supposed to feel like? I don't know. Like, I am I supposed to grow up at this point? I, like, I don't, I don't I think it's. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm getting closer. Yeah. Well, and so how are you supposed to feel? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, you know, it it hurts a little bit more waking up. That's what I was going to say. Like, because um, I noticed at forty, that definitely happened. Oh. Yeah. Forty was brutal, oh. and it was like a light switch. Dude. It was like, are you kidding me? Like you yeah. wake up and you blew your shoulder out. Yeah. Well, all I was doing was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> you can't lift your arm. I adjusted my pillow. Yeah. Like once. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, 50, as far as, as the body goes, it, yeah, it, mm-hmm. everything sort of slows down. So you try to, you try to stay in shape a little bit at least, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Is it 50 huge. And the That's way, why I ask, because it's a big one, right? Well, and the and the way that I look at it, in and and I've looked at it the last sort of couple of months, realizing that yeah, I, I mean, I'm about to be 50 years mm-hmm. old. Is um, the first, really, the first 50 plus years, first 50, 60 years of your life, is is a constant grind mm-hmm. from from the minute that that you're born, mm-hmm. you're working, you're yeah. working to learn, you're working to expand, you're working to, um, grow a family. You're, mm-hmm. you're working to be prosperous. You're working to, uh, enhance lives. You're working mm-hmm. to all those things yeah. you're, you're doing. And then, and then at 50, the next 50 years have got to be pretty freaking awesome mm-hmm. because you, you're, the grind's got to be slowing a bit. You're still right? learning. Yeah. You're you're still expanding your horizons. Yeah. You're still making things better for yourself and others, mm-hmm. but you're doing it you're doing it your way. Yeah. You're not doing it somebody else's way. You're yeah. not doing it to to build. You're doing it to sort of build your your own mind, your own mm-hmm. expanse, your own yeah. you're doing what you want to do to build sort of what you want to build. And and yeah. it and it sounds like I'm talking about building my own business with you. But <laughs> um it, it's the the first fifty years are tough. Mm-hmm. They're they're it's it's a tough shot. Mm-hmm. Like it's a tough grind. It is, yeah. And and so the next fifty better be awesome. Because I'm halfway done. So, did you do? Are you doing anything for your fiftieth birthday? Or did you do anything? COVID. I know. That's why I was like, you know, do I even ask. But like, like my <laughs> my my brother had a big blowout mean. party two years ago for his fiftieth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, on on so it's on Monday. Um, I think that 
um, we're going to go out and, and just as a family, mm-hmm. Sue, Aiden, and I. And I'll get back to how she gets along with family in a minute. Mm. Um, we're going to go out and have something to eat and, yeah. and sort of celebrate it quietly. And then I think on Saturday, Sue's got a couple of plans. We're going to go for a massage. and Nice. Um, then we're, I think we're meeting friends in town. Mm-hmm. Depending on, I mean, if, an, if a lockdown comes, then we're not yeah. doing anything. Yeah, then we're all um, fucked. But, I mean, that's okay, too, because mm-hmm. once everything's over and everybody starts to get back together mm-hmm. and, and, and people are, are able to go out, then that's fine. Yeah. I, I'm healthy. Sue's healthy. Aiden's healthy. You guys are healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Greg's healthy. Uh, Joy's healthy. You know, so we could get together. Mm-hmm. But then the, the, the what if on not for us, yeah. but what if, and then we expose your parents? Mm-hmm. What if we expose my parents? Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very comfortable with the circle that I have of, yeah. of friends. If they were sick, they would say and wouldn't mm-hmm. come. Yeah. If they're not sick, that's fine too. Yeah. But your cohort that you're expanding every, with, with every interaction mm-hmm. is, Aiden's got 650 people he's around at school. You know, um, mm. so I was going to ask if he's back in school or if he's doing the online. Stuff. He he is back and and he's actually going to pull himself out and do online for the second semester. Right he's on. just not comfortable with it. It's a good decision, though, man. It's a pretty mature decision. I think so. Um, he needed it. Yeah, he needed to get back to class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at at the beginning of the of the school year, yeah. just for his own mental capacity. Oh, I could see um, that. Because it was, I mean, it, it was pretty weird. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty tough on on that generation <sighs> of of kid and, and younger. I mean, yeah. he's he's now reffing a lot in, in hockey and that mm-hmm. and, and doing really well there. Um, and, and they need that. They need that exposure and yeah. they need to be able to sort of stretch their legs and stretch mm. their minds and and those complex battles that happen in school, whether yeah. it's social or whether it's in class or learning mm. or that sort of thing. All those things that shape you. Yeah. When it's taken away, the other thing is is that is that if if you sit in your house and and you're not exposed to anything for six or eight months, what's that doing to an immune system? Because it's taking away all of those things that your immune system's built to battle. And used to having as a part of it. Yeah. Right. To, yeah. to, to energize that mm-hmm. immune system. You take, you take it out of, out of all of those environments for, for six months. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, what's that immune system doing? And, and it hasn't really been addressed, but it's, it's just those, it's those um, uh, garage pad conversations mm-hmm. that you have with your neighbors at six mm-hmm. feet with a beer, right? I call yeah. them hillbilly beers You're sitting <laughs> out in the sun. You might as well bring, bring the couch out front. And, yeah. But, uh, I like, I used to like hillbilly beers. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, and, and mind you, I liked all kinds of beers. We, we do it with, uh, we do it with friends of ours, mm-hmm. uh, neighbors and, and that sort of thing. And those, those are the conversations that you have, right? Yeah. That, you know, cause everybody's so 
it's so new and so mm. weird and bizarre and I'm I'm really curious as to how we're going to look at it in a couple of years. Like what the, we're going to Yeah, the postmortem. Yeah, like yeah. the the postmortem reflective, right? Yeah. We're going to be like oh god, that was rough. Like a uh, 100%. Yeah. And and you don't know what you don't know and no. and you try to react in in the best way for everyone, but like what are going to be the 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 mental ramifications mm-hmm. in the next well i mean you could probably see them from march to now um yeah but, we definitely can yeah. but what are the long term what are the long term to uh businesses and downtowns mm-hmm. and and office towers and cuz i know sue's working from home mm-hmm. and they've got no plan on going back yet okay so and and she can't be the only one no um, there've got to be major companies that realize we can do this remotely. Yeah. And, and it's cheaper. And it's cheaper. Yeah. Uh, we can, we can rent drop down spaces if we yeah. need them for a, for a corporate meeting or something like yeah. that. But we don't need a floor on the 26th floor Full time. of downtown anywhere. Yeah. You know, Calgary got hit hard enough with, with oil and gas mm. and recession and that sort of thing. This is going to, it's going to be interesting. And it is like, I'll be honest, from what we do for work, it's, it's, it's just increasing. Oh, I bet. It's just the, the misery is increasing. Yep. The, um, use, using, drinking. Like I've been working with people I never would have met any other time probably. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, and most of them are very well aware that we probably wouldn't meet under other circumstances. Totally. But you know, like for people who aren't alcoholic, turning to a drink to calm down at the end of the day or to make sense of this crazy shit that's going on, eventually you have one one minute you have control over it. And what I've noticed, which is obviously something I've thought to be true before, is all of a sudden some people don't. Right. Right. You're you're doing fine. You yeah. know, it's like a couple glasses of wine maybe, and then all of a sudden you're not able to stop. Right. Right. And I. Part of it's because of the long-term um, lockdowns and the slowdown and the loss of jobs and idle hands, right? idle hands, right? Yeah, like all that stuff too. Um, and we're not islands, no, right? Like we, we're, however we might be, might want to be isolated. We're not. No, you know? it's it's not human nature. Yeah, it's unhealthy for us. It, it yeah. absolutely it is. Yeah. And and it was it was funny when I got back from California. Um, I had to isolate for two weeks, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and so Sue and Aiden went out to, um, our trailer that's, that's out in Kimberly, um, for a week. Mm-hmm. So when I got home, she had stocked the, the fridge and that sort of thing. When I got home, I sort of had the, uh, the house to myself, but I was living in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they came home that second week and it I still wasn't able to interact with them. So I wasn't mm. able to interact with Aiden or give him a hug. I wasn't able to interact with Sue, give her a kiss, give her a hug, um, sleep in the same bed. And, and it was, it was super isolating. Mm. It was, it, there was a, there was a level of depression that mm. it, it was like you could feel the weight sitting on your shoulders and you couldn't shake that weight. Mm. Um, until it was done. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the sun came up yeah. and it was like, oh, okay, we, yeah. we got past that. And that was, and it was a really weird feeling. And I thought, you know, 
it's just two weeks, mm-hmm. right? But that two weeks was pretty heavy. Yeah, it it was, and and it's it's too easy to to fall into bad thoughts, bad mm-hmm. ideas, bad yeah, or or just just soften it, soften mm-hmm. the corners with with alcohol yeah soften the corners with you know the harder whatever you what, can find. whatever whatever yeah. yeah whatever your vice mm-hmm. is is exposed I like that. To. I like that softening the corners because that's kind of what it is right like soft just like rounding all the sharp edges totally to, just to be able to like get through a day right just just to be able to breathe and go yeah okay and then and then you've got to you've got to do it a little bit earlier and you've mm-hmm. got to do it a little bit more and you've got to do it yeah. a little bit differently and you've got to do and those corners are getting mm-hmm. harder to soften and and that sort of thing and and you know it's it, it's such a bizarre time and it it's is, it's yeah. and the and the 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 worst part of it is you're fed it regardless of of what you watch uh, if you watch mm-hmm. the news, if you listen to the radio, if you can't get away from it, and it's yeah. it, it's perpetually in your face, mm-hmm. and it's always the worst. Mm-hmm. This is how many died. This is how many got sick. This is how many are in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And it's never. You watch the first ten minutes of any news, any news. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- if you want to watch Fox, if you want to watch CNN, if you want to watch Global, if you want to watch CTV, if you want CBC anything it's just and and you're you're constantly fed mm-hmm. the negativity yeah. of of the situation from one angle or another right and and yeah. it's just non boom boom yeah. boom boom and it's and and it's i mean yeah i just i can't watch the news anymore yeah i can't oh, i can't man. turn it on anymore yeah it's i understand there's an issue mm-hmm. i understand there's a pandemic I, I understand that people are suffering, mm-hmm. but you're not, that's, it's just too much. Well, it's, it's because it's not even the, for me anyway, what I noticed, it's not even the suffering that we're seeing. So we're not able to help with that anyway. What we're seeing is the fear mongering. What we're seeing are the people who are anti this, anti that, anti this, like, as opposed to just being human and yeah. saying, yeah, we're all in this shit. And we need to figure out like how to do it safely, as safe as possible. I saw I saw a great quote on Twitter, and and I know that's an oxymoron. A great quote on Twitter, uh, but this this lady said, um, post nine eleven, mm-hmm. we have accepted the fact that every time we want to fly somewhere, we have to go through security, we mm-hmm. have to go through a pat down, we have to open up our bags, we have to open up our computers, and. Nine times out of ten, you got to have a body scan. Mm-hmm. We've accepted that mm-hmm. to be able to fly. Yeah. And yet, putting a mask on your face to save the elderly, save mm-hmm. the vulnerable, uh, save those with a, a compromised immune system mm-hmm. is is against my rights. Mm-hmm. And and then it just said, let that sink in. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's absolutely true. Yeah. We're not taking away anything from you. We're not, it's, it's not taking away your rights. Yeah. It's just, it, it, just be a human being for a yeah. minute. Step back from what you're saying mm-hmm. and just be a human being for a minute and yeah. say, I'll wear it not for me, mm-hmm. I'll wear it for you. 
Or I'll wear it for your parents. Yeah. I'll, I'll wear it for your parents even if I don't believe in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Even if I don't believe it's deadly or whatever, totally. I'm going to do it yeah. because I think as like as citizens, that's what our unwritten kind of role is, right? Right. Like, to, to actually be there for each other. But I think we've lost track of that. Decency. Yeah. I, it's so me-centric. Mm. It's, yeah. it, it has, I, I don't care about you. Mm. You do what you want. I'm going to do what I want yeah. and you can't tell me any different. And it, mm. and it becomes very heated very quickly. Yeah. Um, excuse me, sir. Can you put on a mask? And, and all of a sudden it's an affront. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not here to attack you. I'm mm-hmm. just asking, can you yeah. please, for the sake of the larger yeah. picture, do this for, us? And you know? Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's so, it's so, uh, it's so centralized on, on an individual as opposed mm-hmm. to the collective. Yeah. And that's what's lost. Yeah, I agree. I you agree. Um, shit, what time are we at, man? I did, I just totally lost track of time, so I figured... I, hour and ten. Hour and ten? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else, man, you want to talk about? No. What's, uh, what's the name of the company again? Assured Canine. Assured, Assured Canine. Canine Detection Services. So it's um, assuredcanine.com. .ca. Yeah. Um, I've got some pictures of Rebel up there. Um, I've also got a, a, a Twitter, um, Facebook. You can get it, me it's at... It's Assured Canines on Facebook. Yeah. Everything's the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Everything's everything's exactly the same. Okay. So, um, and, it's, and it's the letter K, number nine, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to spelling out K9. Um, so Assured K9 uh, at Gmail. If you need to get a hold of me, um, and yeah, I mean, cool. um, any any uh, shelters, any um, centers, recovery mm-hmm. centers, anything that that has um, exposure or the the opportunity to, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a well, gr- well, yeah, it sounds sounds like such a great idea a great money saver in the long run if if a person a place like maybe we'll just use a treatment center or a shelter if they even did it like once a year yep totally there's there are a couple up in edmonton that that do it annually and mm -hmm. they've got it scheduled for i i went and did a uh a women's shelter um Mm -hmm. up in edmonton that that it was a two-hour gig it was i think 30 rooms something Mm -hmm. like that uh we went in and and Again, it's just, it's, it's, she's non-evasive. She's, Mm -hmm. she just goes in, she does her job, she leaves, everything's done. Mm -hmm. So, uh, offices and that sort of thing included. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's an opportunity to, to really get to the, to the forefront and really be proactive Mm -hmm. in, in your pest control. Everybody's got pest control services. And that's another really nice thing about us is we're not affiliated. Yeah. Rebel and I are not affiliated with any specific pest control company. So I can go in, Mm -hmm. identify an issue for you. And, and if you've got an issue, Mm -hmm. then you can get your pest control company to deal with it. And I haven't stepped on any contractual agreements. Mm -hmm. I haven't stepped on any feet that, that say, you know, you're not supposed to be there because I'm an independent. Right on. So cool, man. So yeah. Well, thanks for coming in, dude. Thanks for the invite. This was spectacular. I can't it believe it's an hour and ten. I know. I'm like, I'm always blown away though, dude. Like it's just conversation, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And we got to see a beautiful doggo. Rebel, come here. Come here. 
Come on, Who's take a break. sweeties? Yeah, you're sound asleep, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, you've been a good girl. You're going to go say hi? I think, I think go we're good, man. You? We're good. Awesome.